welcome to your Thursday pod of Born Star, Born Star, Born Star. Where you recognize, where you recognize your star. Because you are a star wherever you are. It is Thursday. One more day left of Friday, then we get to Saturday. Then we can have some fun. But are the weekends really fun? Do we spend time on the weekend just trying to figure out how to do everything we didn't get to do all week on the weekends? I mean, if you work full-time, likely you're in that predicament. But, I mean, at some point we'll get to enjoy our lives. Are we going to be like 50 or 60 years old and just not as energetic? I mean, I don't know if this whole thing is actually successful. And I'd like to think there's another way to live. Um... And I'd like to live that way. But for now, we'll just go with this and see where this leads us. Um, you know, as always, hoping the numbers are looking good on Wall Street today. And we'll just find out. Uh, last week was red. Netflix is not doing that great in Wall Street. And every day is different, I guess. Uh, it's important to keep up with what's going on with stocks and bonds, especially in the United States, but also worldwide. You know, there's a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot of ifs and buts and maybes and whys. So happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you know you can recognize your star power simply by looking in the mirror and telling yourself you can instead of you can't. Think of all the things that you can accomplish, that you have accomplished, that you will do, how you will succeed, how you will conquer those goals and go do it. Stop saying what you can't do and look at what you can do, what you have done. There's no reason for you to be fearful of anything. If anything, Things should be fearful of you because you are a non-stopper, show-stopper, getting-it-done type of person. I dare you to recognize your star power and glow up. Anyways, to start our conversation, why don't we get into the fun part of the conversation? No media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed, because they lie to us, they lie to us anyway, bro. All they do is lie, you know, and I've kind of tuned them out. Like, I was tempted to listen to uh, the Young Turks the other day. I was really tempted to listen to it. But, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, I, I've, I might have outgrown it. Meaning, like, listening to what they're saying while I agree with some of it. Like, the messaging and the way they're getting that part across with it. I think I've outgrown that. Like, why are we on Twitch? Like, you you need to have a bigger platform than Twitch. And I understand, like, you're, you're trying, but the, this is not enough. 140 listeners in a world of who knows how many billion or trillion people is not enough. You have to do more. These people that you're having coming on on these platforms speaking have to be more fierce and they're not and also when you're talking about i don't know tucker carlson or whatever these republicans are it can't just be one-sided why can't you talk about the opposite side of it democrats suck and i'm sorry but progressives aren't the answer either so so what do we do here like it feels like we're we're in a standstill like we're really really confused i just i think we can do a better job of speaking to the audience and we can definitely do a better job of getting the point across in a way that doesn't separate anyone from the messaging i i also feel like other news stations could do it well cnn like stop covering biden's butt and show who he actually is a nightmare Okay, like you did it with Trump. Continue to do it with Biden. Ask him the him these questions. Jen Seki, whatever the hell her name is, ask her these questions that she can't answer. They don't actually have any answer. Whose thought was it to put in legislation that you're going to continue to give tax credit to people that don't need it? The government and the state I live in had the audacity to point out that 77,000 people were going to go without the tax credit. Why don't you talk about the rest of the people that live in the state, like the millions of people that don't get that? How about you talk about me and some other middle class people that are working everyday jobs, blue class and white class, that are getting no tax handout at all, that don't get anything? We don't even get mentioned. Are you kidding me? Like, show me the rationale behind what I just said. You can't, right? I stick with what I've been saying the entire time. It's one party. And there's two colors. 
and none of the people who they're supposed to represent are invited to it. It's just... It's a joke. Voting for a a system that's not actually democratic. They like to speak like it is, but it's actually not. Do you know that the government actually attempted to give access to your private banking information to the IRS? And now the government wants to have certain information be available for people that are using Cash App or PayPal or or Venmo or any of these things. If it's a private app and it doesn't have anything to do with the government, why do you get to have access to it? Why don't you go after people that are actually doing tax fraud and actually doing bad things? I mean, one person you could go after is Nancy Pelosi's husband. What the hell is he doing? Why don't we look at every person from Congress and look at what they're doing with Wall Street and stocks and bonds and investments, and let's look at their portfolio, and let's look at their bank accounts. If we're going to do that, could we start there? Because I bet you the IRS would find a lot of money there if we started that point. But you want to go after regular citizens? Like, we're living paycheck to paycheck. So what exactly are you going to find? I mean, you're not going to find anything with my bank account outside of my paycheck being deposited in my account. So now you want a record of my paycheck being deposited in my account? The audacity to think that you deserve that. Who's told you that? Who? I wonder. Anyways, next part of the conversation outside of that ridiculousness. They're selling a short right it's a it's a bad game it's got strings attached to it and no none of us are going to win it like these corrupt losers are everywhere they're incumbents they're racing against the incumbents they're claiming they're going to make a change but they're not actually going to do any of that all this crap biden wants to do that he had written and build back better which just sounds ridiculous Even Trump's model, make America great again. When was America great? When? Like, you're missing the fact that millennials aging from, I'd say, 25 to 45 have witnessed maybe even 50. Well, no. I'll say 25 to 47. Have witnessed, you fail us. Like, time and time and time again. You say one thing, then you do another. Then you say one thing, then you do another. Because then you recognize you can't do it. You can't tax rich people from the problem that you're facing. So now you're going after the small people for shit they shouldn't be held accountable for. It's so pathetic. Like, seriously? I just... There's got to be a better way to do this stuff than what's actually happening. And I don't, I don't know if there is a better way to do this stuff. I'd like to think there's a better way to do this stuff. I'd like to think that there's a better way to handle these situations and just be honest about situations. Instead of them going on TV on a Sunday, lying about shit over and over and over again. And Bernie Sanders and all his houses and AOC and her big ass condominium house above Amazon in New York with her nice-ass Tesla and her white-ass husband can shut the hell up. I don't understand why people are giving her so much gratitude. I don't understand why people are forgetting the fact that her job before she was in office was a bartender. It doesn't matter what college she went to. Her job was a bartender. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that normal people can't become politicians or move into a different field. But I am saying, how are you giving your opinion on a country based off the fact that you don't actually have any knowledge of anything? Because if you were really smart, why couldn't you figure it out in the real world outside of college? Because going to college is one thing, but then actually graduating and figuring things out is totally different. And you didn't do that. So I'm not going to give you any sympathy. I'm also not going to give you any empathy. And I'm not going to give you a way out of it. How can you tell anybody anything? 
what are, what are you going to make me a dirty martini? Are are you going to make me uh, a margarita? Are you going to give me some shots of vodka? Like I could do that myself. I can make my own drinks. Um, I, I could probably find a bartender on Elmwood. You know, that's a bar near where I am. Like, you see what that sounds like, right? So now you're going to give me advice on legislation that's really going to affect my life and other people's lives because you, cause you feel like you can. Her decisions have been just abundantly abhorrent, just horrible. And it all falls back to what her job was in regular America, a bartender. So are you really going to take legislation from her about anything? I, she's not going to be the president of the United States. She's going to have to stay in whatever the role she is now. She folded so fast for Nancy Pelosi. Any shot she had at doing anything, dead on arrival that day. She just dumped all her shots in a dumpster. And it got taken to the trash yard. She's trash. They're all trash. They are lying to us. There's no big grandiose plan here. And I'm not going to claim I'm Democratic because I'm not. And I'm not Republican either. I don't. I definitely don't agree with anything they're saying. I think they're all nuts. You, you know, the only person I thought that was sort of normal was Trump because he just didn't care. And I also did really like the fact that he wasn't a politician. These politicians suck, okay? They suck. The news stations, they suck too. They're all working in cahoots together to lie. Lying is fun for them because they get more money about it. In no way, shape, size, or form was going to Afghanistan for 20 years smart. Okay? Being in that place for the majority of an adult's life is just horrifying. You've been in Afghanistan for my entire life, my entire adult life. For the majority of it. I'm not the only one. We grew up in that. Whose idea was that? It was dumb. It could have been fixed before it escalated to that. But no one will hold Bush accountable. And Obama didn't really do anything in eight years. Nothing has benefited me and my generation. Or young people that want to buy houses. Or young people that don't want to be trapped in debt. Yeah, um, let me see Obama... um, And I don't care about the fact that Obama is black. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, what has Obama actually done for the United States of America that's been effective for the people that live here? Because Obamacare is horrible. It sucks. Look into what it has. You have to go to specific doctors. It doesn't add up. It's Actually read about Obamacare. Look into it. Get the specifics. Get all the nitty-gritty of Obamacare, and I swear you'll see what I'm talking about. It's horrible. There's no way to do medical for all here. It's not going to work. I guess today, on No Media Allowed, I just wanted to bring up the fact that the past is still glooming over the future here. Because if we don't move forward in a way that doesn't bring reality to the helm, We'll never be able to actually move forward. Democrats are great and Republicans are great. So are we going to actually make a third party and run against both of them to just get them out of power? Because that's the only way anything is going to happen in this country. Remove them. Nancy Pelosi needs to go to an elderly home. So does Chuck Schumer. And Joe Biden needs a diaper change. So, I mean, let's just get these old elderly people out of here. The caskets are calling them. Knock, knock. Like... You're not making comprehensive decisions that are going to be effective for the future for young people. And I'm sorry, but Generation Z doesn't want to hear the shit that they're saying. They don't want to be spending ridiculous amounts of money for things. And while they may want to have electric cars or they may want to live more financially stable and they want to do things that are going to better their their lives and their families. And they're thinking about having kids. They don't want to elect old people in the office so they can just continue this crap that they're doing now. Michelle Obama is not going to be the president of the United States of America, and neither is Biden, because no one's going to vote for Biden. You're going to get some stupid followers that are going to be like, oh, Biden's doing so many great things. He literally went on the TV a week or two ago and pledged himself of what he accomplished in two years. Can I tell you what this man accomplished in two years? Nothing. COVID isn't over, and I still have student loans, and I can't find a house. 
That's a lot of things, right? And it's not just me. He, he's not doing things for. I'm talking about America. I don't care about immigrants. I'm not talking about people from other countries. I'm talking about Americans. There's a whole process for immigrants, and they need to follow it. Because if we're trying to immigrate to another part of the country or another part of the world, we have to follow their immigration process. So anybody illegally trying to come to this country should be sent back to wherever they came from. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go into details about it. I don't have any sympathy. I don't have any empathy for them. I don't care. I'm not trying to go to a, another country and get in without anything going wrong. I know that that wouldn't be the situation. Honestly, I think they'd shoot me and kill me if I tried to illegally go into another country and and utilize whatever they have for their citizens without notifying anybody of me arriving. I think I'd be dead. And people need to have that same thought about coming to the United States of America. I could die. Why is that not the thought in their head? They just think they're going to come over here and utilize all the the things we have for our citizens. You're not a citizen of the United States of America. That's not how this works. You can't just get stuff for, for free. No. And I know it might be difficult for you to hear me say it like that, but I mean it like that. If you give out all the resources that's for Americans, what are they going to be left with? Nothing. So you're going to give our resources to people that are not citizens of this country? Where does that leave the citizens of the country? Don't flip the treatment of the citizens on the people that aren't from here. Send them back where they came from. It's still COVID. We don't have enough room in this country for them. Sorry. Bye. And I don't want to hear anything else about Afghanistan and all these other countries that need the help of America. America has done a really shitty job of minding everyone else's business except for their own. And now we're in this really shitty area with China and we got enough crap to worry about. And I'm tired of watching Americans suck up to China and the creepy people, too. It's just all pitiful. We got to do better better we need to focus on the united states instead of focusing so much on everyone else and i'm not trying to sound stank and stuck up and like so against everything but how can you possibly give an opinion or try to help someone else out and you're not fixing your own shit that's what i'm saying how can america possibly try to look like such a brave heart such a soldier so committed but you're not committed to your actual people and your actual country That's what I'm saying. It's not about other people of other countries. It's not about Afghanistan. It's not about Iran. It's not about Iraq. It's about America. What happened on 9-11 was horrible. We never want that to happen again. But 20 years of being in Afghanistan did not make that better. Those people that they murdered and they killed are dead. It didn't even happen with the country that you went to. You use that for war, propaganda, and money. That's what that was all for. Let's not lie. So don't try to do what you did already again. And I don't need Pod Save the World, Pod Save the America, uh, Majority Report, the Young Turks, any of these left voices to just sit there and say, I know people are nervous about the fact that there's going to be another war well, we can't approach this like Afghanistan. 20 years, nothing. There could have been student loan forgiveness for real. All the student loans could have been forgiven. There would have been none left. You could have taken that money and given it to American citizens for their families instead of being at that dumb war. Imagine what I just said. There's people that are like struggling, man. They're getting laid off. They're getting hired. They're like, they're graduating from college. They don't know where to go. Like they're having questions and they don't have anyone to talk to. We're living in a country where they're more focused on shit that doesn't matter than the acts of people that live here. That's, that's why I do no media allowed. Because like you, you're probably tired of them just acting like our thoughts don't matter. Welcome to your Thursday version of no media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed. Because they lie to us, they lie to us anyways. Young people don't watch news. You already lost our our eyes, our ears, and our, our caring. You're going down a path where you're just going to lose. Food for thought. Democrats, Republicans, and also progressives.
If you can't convince young people to listen to you, you have nothing. Moving on to the next part of our conversation. Why are people annoying? Isn't that a great question? Like, sometimes I think, am I annoying? Probably. But I don't know. I find... I find specific things irritating. Like, I consider myself a reliable person, right? And I consider myself someone that sticks to their word. Like, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it. That's just who I am, right? Other people, though, don't see what I just said and and think it's actually a thing. They just think they could do a free-for-all and do like sort of a kind of a Ponzi scheme and lie about things. I hate that. I find that absolutely annoying. I also don't like it when people want to misuse their power and act like it, it's not a big deal. But it is a big deal because if you don't show up for work on time or you don't do something correctly or you stop doing what you said you were going to do, then the only person that's going to be affected the incorrect way is me. And no one cares about me but me. See what I just said? Like, I think that we're in an environment where people start to forget how their decisions start to affect other people. And we're also in an environment where we can't have these deep, like, full-throat disclosed conversations because some people can't accept reality. Like, sometimes I feel like I can't actually say how I feel to anybody. And I find a lot of things annoying. I feel the thought of empathy or sympathy annoying. Because no one has empathy or sympathy for me about anything. No one cares about me. And I'm okay saying that out loud. Sure, my family members love me. Skip loves me. He's my husband. My, my puppy loves me. He's my dog. Our family members love me. We're family. That's different. I'm talking about strangers that you don't really know. I'm talking about coworkers. I'm talking about that type of thing. I'm talking about people that you meet and you talk to, but you don't really know them. They don't actually care about you. No one actually cares about you. That's what I'm saying. So what do I find annoying? I find it annoying when people say one thing and then do another. They they lead you on with all these promises. Oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then something happens and then they forget. And you're right back where you left off. That is really annoying. But the only thing you can do with that is just think about yourself. Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? That's that's what you got to do. Like, what makes the most sense for you? That's that's what I'd say. Because no one can be trusted. It's annoying that people don't hold up their end of the bargain. It's annoying that people say one thing and do another. It's annoying that people lie. It's annoying that people misuse their power. It's really annoying that I got to keep talking to you about politics every day and the reason they suck. It's even more annoying that I got to keep talking about the propaganda with media where they just want to feed us a bunch of shit on a silver platter and act like that's reality. The news sucks every day because all you do is talk about negative shit. You're not talking about Maria getting her cat out of the tree and you're not talking about the fact that the old lady made it home um, on a ride from the doctor's office. You're not talking about anything positive. It's just always negative. Like, that's annoying. Why do we live in a place where they're always talking about something else? instead of reality that's annoying like i don't know like it's annoying when they try to replace somebody in a tv show like you don't know that they're replacing the person or it's really annoying that i'm still waiting for season three of that netflix show that where is it like i'm still waiting like it's not here stranger things hurry up bro hurry up like And I'm not saying I don't have any patience and I get irritated all the time, but it's annoying that people think they could just not be responsible. They can't be held responsible. Like if something goes wrong, they're just going to blame it on somebody else. You don't get to do that in life. Uh, There's going to be consequences for your bad decisions and People don't like dealing with that, but it's the truth. If you keep mistreating people, 
and you keep thinking you're better than somebody, then everybody you thought was good is going to walk away from you. If you keep acting one way versus another, then you're going to be left with nothing. That's what's going to end up happening. And no one's going to give two shits about you being left with nothing. Because when you mistreat people and you don't recognize their star power or their ability to accomplish things, then that's showing them that they're not worthy. And showing a person they're not worthy means they could just move on. Like, life's too short to be trapped doing one thing with a bunch of people that suck. Like, like I've been talking about with employment and opportunity and the staff shortage, people aren't dealing with it anymore. They're out. They're not dealing with it. It's not about money. It's about the circumstance. If you're not going to treat me the way I deserve to be treated, bye. Like, no, uh-uh. I'm good, bro. I'm good. And and that's what these employees don't understand. That's what these people that work at these jobs, they don't they don't get that. They think you're just going to sit there and you're just going to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. That That's not happening anymore. That world is dead. It is. And pretending like it still ex- is in existence is a lie. It's not. So, ta-da, ta-da. If you're purposely acting annoying and you're purposely going out of your way to not be reliable, to not be held responsible, to just fuck around, and I'm sorry I'm cussing a lot, but I don't really know any other ways to explain it. If you're just being the person that doesn't want to be held responsible, you don't want anything to go a certain way, it's going to fall back. It's going to come all back to you at some point. And you're going to be held responsible. Because then at some point, you're going to lose your promotion. You're going to lose your job. And that that's going to be the end of it. Like, instead of lying to me, tell me the truth. Because I don't have time to waste. I could be doing something else. Feel me? Like, bye. Okay. Honestly. Next part of our conversation. Customer service has died. And we've talked about that before. It's really dead, bro. Like, these crappy people that work at these establishments don't actually care how you feel about anything. They don't give you the time of day. They're too busy looking at their phone, bro. Or they're too busy in another conversation to make you feel like you actually matter. And it doesn't matter what industry it's in, whether it's over the phone customer service or in the face customer service. Nobody actually cares. Like, I don't know if your problem's actually going to get solved. Like, I don't know. Like, I told you, I've called stores and talked to people on the phone about trying to get items for, like, a, a present. And they give you the worst time and they, like, they don't want to look for anything. And, like, why am I dealing with that? That's your job. Like, what are we talking about? Or I'm being mischarged and I'm not getting my money back. Like, again, what are we talking about? Like, these are the situations where I can't help feeling like, seriously, seriously. But here we are, right back at that situation. But it's just irritating because, like, if your customer service is bad at a company, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Because one person is going to tell another, they're going to tell 10, then 20, then 15, 90, then a million, then 10 million, 20 million, 7 million. And then a whole world's going to know that your company sucks and they're going to not use your company. And you're going to go belly up. That's inevitable. And now we live in a country where everybody is posting everything on Meta. They're posting videos on all these websites and they're sharing their opinion. And then they got the audacity to send you a... Like an assessment where you talk about um, how your experience was. What do you think a person is going to put for that if they didn't have a good experience? They're probably going to give you like a zero. If you get enough of those zeros on Google and you get enough of those zeros on places where it actually matters, you're dooming yourself for failure. And I don't I don't know if companies actually care, especially for like bigger companies. They're probably like, yeah, it doesn't matter. But it kind of does matter. Like it it really matters. Everything you say 
people are taking it very seriously. I think they really are. And I think they really should be taking it seriously. I mean, when I, when anyone in my family doesn't have a good experience with customer service, we tell each other about it. And between my side of the family and Skip's side of the family, it's a lot of people, you know? Like, it's a, we're, we're a big, big family. And, like, everybody's going to know in the family that something went wrong at this company, and then they're probably not going to go there. That's how this works. This is one big family. Imagine all the rest of them. You see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't take a lot of effort to just be nice to people and just be like, hi, how are you doing? How can I help you? You see what I just did? Make them feel like they're people and they actually matter. Because the world already makes you feel like you don't matter because everybody is looking at their phone and no one talks to anybody anymore. It's just vacant. So... Customer service can either get better or it can just go down the slide of doom and get worse and more companies are going to close. We're going to see it happen. Next part of our conversation. Good quality versus bad quality. Should we talk about good quality versus bad quality when it comes to clothes or food or both? I don't know. Let's do both. I say good quality in clothes is when, you know, you're spending about a hundred something dollars on a coat. Whether you're at a coat store or you're on Macy's and you're buying a Michael Kors coat. And the starting price is like $170. But it's like a good fabric. So it's going to last a long time. Uh, or you're getting a... I don't know. North Face. Something like that. You're spending a lot of money, but good quality means it's going to last a little bit of time. Like, you're not just going to be staring at it. Like, is this going to, you know, is this going to hold up? It's definitely going to hold up. I still have North Faces in the in the closet coming into our, our house that are from, like, six years ago. And they still fit. They're still fuzzy. They're still warm. They're still perfect. And that's from, like, a long time ago. If I still got that in the closet when... From, if I've still got stuff from that long ago that's North Face and it's still warm, then that means it's good quality. Like, good quality is when you're spending a certain amount of money or something, but you're going to get your money's worth out of it, meaning long term. Bad quality is when you're buying something quick and it's not really that expensive and it's cheaper and then you get a hole in the bottom of it. I don't like experiencing that. I don't know about you, but when I go to buy sneakers, I typically buy either Puma or Nike. Um, I'm probably staying away from Nike right now, so I'm likely just going to buy a pair of Puma sneakers. But I already have sneakers in my closet. My mom brought me all these Nikes, and they're still in good... They're still held up. And I, I have one... I have a pair next to my Peloton right now, and they still look like they're new. They look like they're new. Like, they just came out of the box new. Like... And they're at least a couple of years old, and they look new. And I had to get rid of my Pumas because I had something on the bottom of it. And I was thinking, oh, God, I'm going to need to buy new sneakers. But I just found those in the closet, and I've just been wearing those. See what I'm talking about? Uh, good versus bad? That That's a good thing. Nikes are good. Maybe not what's really going on with making Nikes right now. But if you're going to be choosing sneakers, I say go Nike. You can never go wrong when you go Nike. Those are good quality. You're going to get your money's worth. They're going to hold up. You're going to get at least good five, six years out of them. I mean, if you're working out with them. If you're running every day in them, you might need to buy some a little sooner than that because you're running, especially if you're running outside. Maybe it's different if you're running on a treadmill. I like, I'd like. i rather run outside. I'm really going to get back into my running schedule. Um, you know, I like to do like six, seven miles a day. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to do it with this crazy work schedule I have, but I really want to get back and focus into health, so I'm going to get back into that. Um, it's a lot that goes into it, though, but it's all possible. Why not do it, right? Why not? But um, I'd say Nike's is good. North Face is good. You know, Michael Kors is good quality. 
I say bad quality is like a Walmart version. I say bad quality. I don't want to say it's a Target version, but I would say Walmart. Like, you want something that's an actual known brand, and you want to do some sort of investigation on it to see if you're spending your monies, and you're going to get your money's worth. If we're talking about housing items like an air fryer or like, um, you know, like a, a crock pot, you want to buy one that's going to last a long time. You want to look at reviews of the items. You want to make sure you're getting something that's going to be beneficial to you. Like, when I'm going to buy something, like I told you about the bread maker, I looked at so many YouTube reviews. I looked at so many reviews on the bread maker that I was inter- that I'm interested in buying. And then, like, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to mess around with it. I'm going to see how, like, how it feels. That's how I like to buy things. If I'm on Just Fab, if I'm on Adore Me, if I'm on Pink, if I'm on any of these shops that I shop at, when I'm getting BoxyCharm, when I'm set oh, Birch Box, any of these things, I like to look at the reviews first, see how people feel. Even like Savers or Goodwill or any of these things, I like to go in the store, look around, see what's like in the store, get the feel of it, look online to the store I'm going to go to and see what the reviews are to see what people think about it before I'm going in there. Because that's how I shop. I don't know if everybody else does it, but that's how I shop. So I say when it comes to like kitchen ideas, like a blender, or an air fryer, or things like that, make sure you look at the reviews first. Make sure maybe you take a chance to go in like, I don't know, Macy's or Target or even maybe I'd say Target, skip Walmart and, and look at the devices first to verify to see if they meet up to what you're actually looking for. I definitely think that way you get to touch it. Like when I bought my KitchenAid, I went into Walmart like five times and touched it like five times to figure out what color I wanted to buy. Um, and it was it was kind of fun because um, I remember going in there and one of the um, salespeople that were on the floor was like, okay, what color is in your kitchen? Um, you know, do you want to get silver sort of match other things? And I like, you know, I showed him the other stuff I had in the kitchen and he really, you know, spent time with me to figure out which one would look nice. I'm not saying you can't go in Walmart. You can. Walmart does have a lot of kitchen appliances, and I have been in there to do shopping. It, it, it is nice. But Target has a different array as well. So it's depending on what you're looking for. Maybe go to both of them. Or maybe check out BJ's. You know that every store has a different array of things. But I'd say look at reviews. I'd say go touch it. I'd say watch some YouTube videos. If you're lucky enough and you're looking at an item, sometimes they have a video of the item on the website you're looking at. That's what I do. Just so you can see what it looks like when the person's using it. Like that bread maker I told you about, that Cuisinart bread maker I want. I saw a chick make the bread and I was like, sold. Skip's like, we don't need a bread maker, but he doesn't know anything about kitchen things. So I'm not even going to worry about him. But um, I'm kind of trying to wait till we get this new property to put that in there because I'm really excited about wherever the kitchen is going to be it's going to be my you know iron chef kitchen basically and i can't wait not even iron chef it's going to be the guy fieri wants to come to your kitchen kitchen that's the kind of kitchen i'm going to have it's going to be decked out decked out i already have a touch screen air fryer uh, toaster oven not to mention, I already have this amazing KitchenAid blender. I've got uh, two blend jets. I've got a stand mixer, uh, the kitchen, and I've got the KitchenAid that's an impeccable shape. I've got attachments for the KitchenAid where I can make my own uh, pasta. I can make my own juice. I can make a lot of things with that, and I love it. I've got a Keurig that's in pretty great shape. I've got an espresso that's new, that's awesome. And I really do think that the kitchen is going to be a great place for me to be. I I love the kitchen. I can't wait to have a bigger one. I'm grateful for the one I have now, but looking forward to whichever one's next. When it comes to me buying things, like I said, I like to look at reviews. I like to touch things. And I like to do my own investigation of the item I'm getting because I typically don't buy a lot of things every year. This year... 2021 was different. There was a massive sell on Macy's, so I just I just got everything I needed because I waited, and I was like, okay, I'll just do it now. That was different, but this year, I, I'm probably not going to be buying anything, honestly, because I already got everything. So I'd say good is when 
you're buying something that's going to last a little bit of time. I say bad is when you get something and it keeps breaking and you keep having to reorder it. I say that's bad. Like I, I had a bad experience with a Keurig where it just stopped working and I had to get another one and the same one stopped working. So I had to upgrade it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what I had to do. Um, that would have been a bad. I think every situation is different. When it comes to clothes, you have to you have to actually try the clothes on. If you know your size and you're going online, maybe you could chance it. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've had good luck with Amazon, so maybe you will too. Um, every situation is different, I guess. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Next part of the conversation. Some areas suck. I'm talking about rural areas in the middle of nowhere where there's not a local grocery store where you can't grab down the street and get gas. I'm talking about rural areas or areas where they have a limitation of goods. I don't understand why something can't be set up in the United States of America where we stop okaying the insanity of people wanting to live in these areas. If they want to live in these areas, okay. But what does that have to do with me who doesn't want to? Like, some of these areas aren't connected to anything. So, like, it's difficult. Especially in these areas where it's not connected to a grid. There aren't any stores. Whatever we think is easy isn't. And now they're trying to come up with ways to do things differently. And I'm not just trying to tell people you need to move. But in some situations, I am saying that. Like, I've had friends that live in, like, Georgia or, like, southern states. And they'll be complaining about things. And it's like, I why don't you just come to the East Coast? It costs more money here, but you make more money. So it kind of evens out. Like, you're paying less to live there, but you're earning less. So that's not a good thing. Like, some areas suck. Like, the houses are cheaper, but, like, the actual, like, area sucks. Like, I've been East Coast my entire life, and I don't know if I could go to California. Maybe on a vacation and come back. I'm not with the water shortage. I don't really like Gavin Newsom. I'm not really Democratic like that. They seem to be really, I, I don't know, it's very questionable for me. And people in California would probably say, I don't know if I could go East Coast. It's cold. It snows. Everything is so fast-paced. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I was saying I wanted to go to California like a year ago, but now that I changed my mind, just there's way too much going on there, and it's it's not going to get fixed overnight. The Gavin Newsom can't save the bums in California from being bums in California by giving them governmental handouts, like welfare checks. That's not the answer. They need to get jobs. I don't really care how they become homeless or unemployed. They need to figure it out like everybody else does. It's never been a better time to look for a job than now because there's more jobs than people. So how you're still unemployed in this environment is beyond me. I'm just going to say that. It is beyond me. Anyways. Next part of our conversation outside of that. The Peacemaker. So The Peacemaker is on HBO. It's with uh, John Cena from WWE. Um, He's playing his character from that Harley Quinn um, Suicide Squad movie. That was really good and really entertaining. Um, It's kind of the aftermath of that movie in the show with his character. Uh, it's kind of good. I kind of like it, honestly. It's really, it's kind of entertaining. Um, I like the parallels to the 80s in it. And John Cena is absolutely hilarious. Um, a lot of the characters from the last movie are in this one. And, um, it's pretty funny. Um, we've seen two episodes so far. We're probably likely going to watch the rest of it or keep up to it every week. I think it has about four episodes out right now. It's pretty entertaining. Um, I don't know. John Cena is one of my favorite wrestlers outside of, uh, I don't know, like the Hulk and, 
I can't remember the dude's name. There's a lot of, uh, I also like, um, what is his name? I can't remember his name. I used to watch WWE all the time, and I can't remember the guy's name. But there's a lot of dudes that I really like in wrestling. And I really do like wrestling. I, I feel like it got a little weird for me, but maybe I'll go back to it. Uh, Monday night, WWE. That's very entertaining. But uh, John Cena is totally an entertainer, and he's definitely an entertainer in this show. For sure. It's really good. It's really entertaining. Um, If you haven't started watching it, you need to. It's on HBO Max, and it's definitely worth a watch. We also watched uh, Booba Fett. Well, we always get caught up on that every week, but that's a together show. Um, but I've been trying to finish Lock and Key, and I just, I don't know why, but this season is not really entertaining for me. I just, I keep wanting something to happen to bad people, like in everything I'm looking at, and it never happens. So it's just like, oh, God, they're going to get away with everything. And I know they're holding off the plot to the end. Like, that's what they typically do. But it's so slow. Like, really? I'm, like, waiting forever for this? I don't know. And 1883, like, I like that show, but it's just so slow. And, like, you know, it's, like, a Western. But, like, it, it's not like Yellowstone. It's, like... 50 million times slower. It's getting to Yellowstone. It's like so like. Ugh. Not entertaining at all. I'm trying to like it. I'm trying to just push through it. And get through an episode every week. But I think Skip likes it more than me. So maybe he can watch it by himself. But I'm going to try to keep watching it. I'm going to try. Shark Tank. There's a lot of people that go on Shark Tank with really great ideas, but they don't actually know what they're talking about with their business. They don't have the numbers. They don't have the growth explanation, and they don't have what they're going to do in the next 10 years. If you're going to go on Shark Tank and you're trying to get somebody to back your idea or you're trying to get a shark on your side, you need to go to them with proof of your concept. You need to go to them with numbers. You need to go to them with all your followers. You need to go there proving what you can do. Like, for instance, if I was going to create a company, right, which I want to do, and I wanted some sort of a backing with the company, if I could get on Shark Tank or I could find an investor, I'd probably do that. Like, because you have to raise capital, and sometimes you have to burn through money depending on what the business is. A lot goes into becoming an entrepreneur and creating something. It has to be something where people constantly want it. That's what you have to create. You have to create something that makes people think, I can't wait to get this again. That's what owning a business has to be. Because there's way too many other things for people to do. Like, And that can be said for anything. But when it comes to Shark Tank... You really got to have everything prepared and you have to have everything together or you're going to get blown out of the water. You're going to get in there with your idea and they're going to be like, no, 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 no. And I do really like how every shark has changed. Robert, you know, he's uh, really keen on, you know, health and exercising equipment and the, and the sea and the water. And he's got his own niche. Uh, you know, uh, Lori is good with like, uh, HSN, and she's good with uh, commercials and things like that. Kevin has, like, his whole, like, wedding industry. Uh, Damon's good when it comes to fashion, and Damon's good when it comes to an array of different things. Um, Mark is good with technology. He's really specific on people, like, making sure they finish their education, and he really likes people to have a complete rundown of what they're doing and I feel like they should have these expectations especially because they're the ones that are investing in you like the investment is in you and it's also in your company but you got to make sure you have something that's going to last because you're playing with fire here you gotta convince the person that you're trying to sell something to that they need what you're selling just like with tv you have to convince the watcher to watch through their platform versus another one 
Like Apple TV is in competition with Amazon, which is in competition with Roku, which is in competition with a bunch of other things. Like smart TVs are in competition with not smart TVs. Like you see what I'm saying? Like it's all a competition. And you got to be very good at it or you'll get knocked over and forgotten. That's why on your podcast or whatever voice you're using to get your message out, you have to talk about different things or somebody else is going to talk about something and beat you out. It's all a competition. So if you're going to go on Shark Tank and you're not going to know your numbers and you're not going to know what you're talking about and you're going to sound kind of confused and you're going to mess up while you're talking, you're likely going to leave without a deal. You need to practice in the mirror, practice what you're going to talk about. You need to have everything cutthroat, black and white. You need to have proof that your business is booming and you need to go in there and get a deal. Get a shark. Depending on what your business is, you need to know exactly what shark you're trying to get. And you also have to be fully aware that the deal you might request might not happen. They might want more of your business. And it's important to recognize that before you go in there. I think Shark Tank is a way for people to know that anything is possible and anything you set your mind to can be can be real. You don't just have to work at a job for the rest of your life. You could create something and become a billionaire. Like in an instant of a second, you could go from working at a job to becoming a millionaire and going into the 1%. Why not do that? Why not set yourself up for the grandiose? I'm saying why not try? If you've got a good idea, if you want to be an author, if you want to create a company, if you want to create anything, anything that makes someone's life simpler, do it. My idea was a shopping website. I was going to name it like IC. It was going to work parallel to like Apple. I was going to try to sell the idea to Apple. So the idea is, right, just like you have all these apps in Apple, right? So you're looking for a shirt. All you do, you go on IC, you type in the shirt. You type in the brand you want. You type in the color. It can be delivered to you or you can see what stores you can buy it from and what price you can get it from. Very simple. You can do that with every piece of clothing, not just clothing, with kitchen items, lawnmower, houses, whatever you want. That's what IC is for. You get to put in whatever the item is. Movie theater tickets. You get to put the item in and it'll pop up with the apps you can utilize to buy the tickets with. You see what I'm saying? I wanted to create that. Um, Obviously, I got to build out the app and I got a lot of work to do with that. And once I get to that point, I'll see if I can sell it off to Apple or I can get an investment in it. I have a lot of these thoughts. I have a lot of ideas for a company, for a clothing line. I have a bunch of ideas that I think would be very successful. And I've just written them down. And at some point, I'm really going to try to see what I can do with them. But am I trying to think I'm going to get a billion dollars? No, I, I don't think that at all. I know it's going to be a lot of work, a lot of dedication, and a lot of time, and I'm just pacing myself for that. So if you have any grandiose ideas, or you have any thoughts, or you're creating something that's going to make people's lives easier, go for it. Why not try? But I definitely like Shark Tank. It's definitely one of my favorite shows, and we love watching it. The perseverance of people to figure out what's beyond a job. That's what Shark Tank is. Next part of our conversation, the profit. The profit's really cool. He goes to people's businesses and he helps people that are like failing. Like they can't figure out the numbers. They don't have a relationship with the customer and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing for the business. It's really, really, really good. Um, Really like it. Um, I'm not sure what day it airs on, but it's very entertaining. Uh, you could just go on CBNBC and see all the gist about it. It's very good. I think you'll really like it. It's sort of comparable to um, Shark Tank. It's got sort of those vibes in it. It's really good, but it's more one-to-one. So there's not different people in it. It's just this one dude talking to, like, the owners. It's just him. It wouldn't be, like, Damon and Kevin and Rob and Lori. It would just be one person. Um, next part of the conversation outside of that, let's move over to Big Star, Big Star. Is cauliflower rice as good as advertised? I think cauliflower rice is good. 
Skip disagrees with me. Um, but I really want to make a rice change because I'm I'm tired of eating things that aren't maybe good for my body. And carbohydrates are sugar. And sugar leads to diabetes. And I don't want diabetes. I don't want to inject myself with insulin. I don't want to deal with that. Like, pass. So for me, I think I'm going to be making decisions that are going to make my life easier. Um, and I do definitely think that cauliflower rice and zucchini noodles and all these things that exist maybe it's not your favorite thing to eat or you don't want to necessarily eat it like that but it's an option and it's going to keep you healthy so sometimes you have to make these decisions and they might not be you know grandiose but still make them why not i think if you try to make your own cauliflower rice, maybe it won't come out as good as others. But I told you I found this website for cauliflower rice. And let me tell you the name of it. I literally have so many apps on my phone, bro. It's sad. Yeah, it's called Full Green, and there's a website, so it's fullgreen.com. And I'm not advertising for them. I just found it because I was looking on Pinterest, and it looked like a an easy add-on to whatever you're making, whether it be chicken, whether it be steak, whether it be pork chops, or maybe you're vegan and you don't eat meat and you're having a whole vegetable, or you're having cauliflower bake, whatever you're making. It's a nice add-on. Now, you have to buy it in a jumbo pack, so I think... Six is like 19 bucks. But, I mean, you don't have to go to the store, and it's a nice alternative. And I think this would be very useful for you. I'm probably going to end up doing like two or three packs of these just so I have a variety. And I really want to start to make a difference in my own life because like, I'm in charge of me, and I understand that. I do think that cauliflower, cauliflower rice is good. Maybe it's not the best rice ever, but if you can find the correct things to go with it, I definitely think you're going to like it. The power of sweet potatoes. You can literally put sweet potatoes in anything. And it can be a side. It can be the main portion of the dish. It could be in a brownie and a cake and anything. You can use sweet potatoes in a lot of things, and it should be something that we talk about more. Can we air fry steak? Yes, we can air fry steak, and it is absolutely delicious. Um, I feel like we should be air frying a lot of things. Um, it just takes away from all the, the bad. Like, I think that's what an air fryer is. It, it makes great for taste and it makes great for time. And you're not soaking things in oil and cooking things like, so they come out like differently. I say, try the air fryer. Not only can you use it with steaks, but you can use it with shrimp. You can use it with um, calamari. You can use it with fish. You can use it with pork. You can really use it with anything. Honestly, you can put french fries in there. You can put hot dogs in there. You can put bread in there. You can put whatever you want in there. You can put bagels in there. Literally, you can air fry anything. You can air fry vegetables like you're tired of just putting your vegetables in the steamer we'll put your broccoli in there and see what it tastes like i'm telling you i'm telling you air frying is so cool and when you air fry meat it's got this like taste like it was on the grill but it wasn't on the grill but it has like that grill taste to it mm, it's very 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 good to end the conversation today about health this isn't a diet it's a lifestyle which is why i'm telling you that i want to change my life and I want to eat less rice, less carbohydrates, and I want to focus more on having things that aren't fully encapsulated in carbohydrates. Just because I know it's sugar, like I know what it is. There's no lying to myself about that. So I don't want to lie to myself about that. And I don't want you to lie to yourself about bad things. 
they're bad. They're not going to get good just because you're going to say it's good. It's still going to be bad. So you have to be very careful with commercials and people trying to influence you or tell you what to do. I got all caught up in that Herbalife stuff and like it really took me away for a sweep. But you live, you learn. Be careful. It's not a diet. It's not a pill. It's making better decisions. This isn't Noom. This is this is you. You don't have to download Noom and pay them $30 a month. You don't have to get every shake you see. You don't have to follow every group that sends you a message on Instagram. You don't have to be that person. But you do need to make decisions that are going to make your life better so you can live longer and stronger for your family. Do you want to be at your kid's birthday party? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to be at your grandkids' parties? Do you want to be a part of their life? Do you want to grow old and live to your like 120 years old? Well, if you do, you have to eat correctly. You have to drink correctly. You have to exercise. And it has to be a lifestyle. It can't be a diet because diets don't work all the time. It's not a magic pill you're going to take and look perfect. Be aware of that. This is hard work and dedication. You have to be focused every day. You got to work out, drink water. You have to eat healthy and you need to be regimented into this. I dare you to focus on you. Say it with me. This is a lifestyle. It's not a diet. You're living like this. You're making these food choices so you can live longer and stronger. Anyways, that is the end of this Thursday podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in to this version of Born star, born star, born star. Will you recognize? Will you recognize your star? Because you are a star wherever you are. Bye. See you tomorrow, Friday.